Tatiana Jovanovic, the founder of the Humanitarian Changemakers Network. Welcome to Changemaker Q&A, where we answer questions from young Aussies about social change to better equip and empower you to change the world. If you have a question about making change happen, just head to the link in the episode description to leave us an audio or a written question, or head to humanitarianchangemakers.net forward slash podcast. No question is too big or too small. We can help you with anything from breaking into the social change sector, questions about specific topics or issues you don't quite understand, or advice on how you can best take action to make a difference in the world. Now, on to today's question. All right, let's jump straight into today's question. Should I be more interested in politics? I'm a young person who cares about the world and I feel bad, but I'm just not that into politics. I think that politics is corrupt and by voting with my dollar, I can have more of an impact. Big corporations have a huge impact on people on the planet and they will change to meet consumers' demands far easier than the government will. Okay, this is a great question and this is definitely something that is not uncommon. I know that a lot of people uh, tend to be disinterested in politics, especially young people. And I think it's also pretty common for people to think that you can have more of an impact by voting with your dollar, as they say. Now, I will start by saying that I absolutely agree politics can be shitty and corrupt and voting with your dollar is a great way to affect change. However, I don't agree that voting with your dollar is the best way to affect change. I think that they are really equally important and they're equally important for different reasons. So it helps to understand maybe the difference between the two roles that you occupy within society. So you have a role as a citizen and a role as a consumer. And there are two primary features that kind of define the society we live in. And this is how we get these two key roles. So first of all, we have a democratic political system and then we have a capitalist economy. So a democracy is a system of government where representatives are elected for the people and by the people, as they say. Democracy requires participation. We participate by voting, we participate by engaging with our elected representatives, by having our say and doing things like signing petitions. So we participate in this democratic political system as citizens. Then we have a capitalist economy, and that means that the property and the means of production are largely or entirely privately owned, whether that be by individuals or companies, and they're operated for profit. So unless you are somebody who owns the means of production, and I mean, I don't think anyone like Gina Reinhardt is probably listening to this podcast, then you engage in our capitalist economy as a consumer. Now, because the trade and industry of our society is controlled by private owners for profit rather than the state, our roles in democracy and our roles in capitalism can be quite distinctive, but they can also be interconnected. So both of these are really important roles that we hold, and I'll just dive into each of them a little bit. So we participate in democracy and that's really important because governments can't function without active participation by at least some citizens. Now, civic engagement can actually increase the power that ordinary people have to influence the way the government acts. Even people without money or without connections to really important and powerful people can still influence policies that affect their lives. Now, one of the most basic ways to engage with the government as an individual is to 
actually take action and vote. Voting for politicians whose policies align with um, your values so that the government is more likely to make changes on the issues that you care about. But voting isn't actually the only form of political engagement. You can still take action by meeting with your elected representative, by signing petitions, by attending political rallies or donating money to a campaign. Now, voting with your dollar, on the other hand, is all about aligning your personal values with your purchasing choices. So you're still taking the same actions that you already take, but you're doing them a little bit differently. You are basically switching to more ethical brands or boycotting particular products um, and replacing them with other ones. So, you know, you might still buy chocolate, but instead of supporting a brand that farms their cocoa beans really unsustainably, you're going to choose a brand that is sustainable and maybe fair trade. Now, the idea behind this is that you impact supply and demand. When you demand more ethical or sustainable options, this sends a really strong message to companies about how they should be conducting business as usual, and it's expected that they will make changes to meet this demand. I'm someone who loves learning, and I'm always looking for opportunities to grow my knowledge and skills, and that's why I swear by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where you can explore thousands of classes in design, photography, business, and so much more. Since joining Skillshare, I've taken classes in things like watercolor art, design thinking, art journaling, storytelling through video, art activism, podcasting, and I even use Skillshare to learn Spanish. If you're new to Skillshare, you can get started with a free trial to get unlimited access to the entire catalog with a premium membership. Just head to humanitarianchangemakers.net forward slash Skillshare for a free trial. And if you're already a Skillshare member, make sure to take our Social Change 101 class. Now, the reason I wouldn't say that one of these is better than the other is because just like there are benefits to both political engagement and voting with your dollar, there are also some drawbacks to each. So the problem with politics is, like the person who asked this question said, they can be quite corrupt. And trying to make change at an institutional level can be really challenging and slow when you're engaging with politicians and people um, in positions of power. But the problem with voting with your dollar is that it kind of places the burden of responsibility to create change on individuals. And in many cases, individuals might not really be in a position to make those more ethical or sustainable purchases, depending on a number of factors like um, their income or accessibility needs or where they live and what they have access to. Now, if you are in a position to make those choices without it having a negative consequence on your well-being, then by all means, you probably should. But it's not fair to assume that the burden of responsibility should lie on all individuals. Now, voting with your dollar can change the way that corporations do business as usual. And engaging in politics can change the decision makers who are in positions to change legislation and policy. And both of these are equally important. And there's no way that I think we'll ever achieve meaningful social change anytime soon if we don't have people working to bring about both of these types of change. Now, to illustrate this, let's look at uh, maybe climate change as an example. So let's just imagine that you have a goal to get energy providers to use renewable energy sources um, and have that be the norm. 
Now, as a citizen, you can engage in democratic processes and encourage your elected representatives to change policies so that big energy companies are forced to switch to renewable energy sources. And as a consumer, you can also vote with your dollar and maybe get your energy provider to provide you with renewable energy. And if enough people do that, that will eventually become the norm. But neither of these are better. You know, they're both achieving the same outcome. And whether one is more effective than the other is probably going to depend on the context. So rather than saying one is better than the other, people should do what is in their power to promote change as both citizens and consumers to increase the likelihood of that change happening. Maybe an example of something that I can kind of relate to in my work as a change maker is um, a campaign that I've been quite heavily involved in with Oxfam Australia, and that is the What She Makes campaign. Now, the What She Makes campaign is basically a campaign to get the um, big brands, big Australian brands, to pay the women who make um, our clothes a living wage. So a living wage is different to a minimum wage. A minimum wage is something that is set by like a government and it kind of says this is the minimum amount that people need to be paid per hour for their work. The problem is, is that um, particularly in developing countries where there's a lot of competition to get these big brands to um, invest in um, their infrastructure and workers, um, in order for them to like win these big brands over, they lower their minimum wage so that there's more incentive for big brands to choose them over a country where they'd have to pay the workers a higher amount. And what this does is it reduces the minimum wage so low to the point where the minimum wage is so low that even people who are working full time, which is um, described as no more than 48 hours a week, uh, they can't afford things like food, utilities, housing, healthcare, education, clothing, transportation, and a little bit of money in savings for emergencies. So as you can imagine, this is a huge issue. It perpetuates the cycle of poverty um, and it disproportionately affects women who are the majority of workers who work in these factories. So what Oxfam's campaign does is that it calls upon big brands to pay these women a living wage. And it doesn't do this through voting with your dollar. It does this through activism. And what Oxfam has done is they've run a number of letter writing campaigns where people have written letters to the CEOs of these big brands, um, as well as other actions and tactics, um, but predominantly letter writing. It puts a lot of pressure on these CEOs to um, commit to paying a living wage through the What She Makes um, campaign. And I've actually run letter writing events for um, the CEO of Kmart and the CEO of Bonds and both of these companies um, signed on to the What She Makes campaign and agreed to pay the women who make their clothes a living wage, which is wonderful. And I think this is a really interesting, I guess, example to illustrate um, this point that sometimes to get big businesses and brands and companies to make a change, you can absolutely vote with your dollar, but sometimes voting with your dollar isn't enough. And even though this isn't political in the sense that you're not engaging in politics, um, like there's, you know, no MPs that have been targeted within this campaign, there's really nothing political about it. But this idea of campaigning for change and activism is something that I think a lot of people would associate as being political. Um, but sometimes that really is the only way you can get these big brands to make change. And so I guess 
it just kind of illustrates this point that while voting with your dollar can be really beneficial, it's also not the only way to make change. And I wouldn't say that it is better than activism or political engagement and stuff like that. So that's just a little kind of anecdote um, of my own personal experience. So hopefully that does answer the question. Hopefully you have a little bit um, more of a well-rounded understanding of your roles in society um, and how your role as a citizen is different to that as a consumer and how they can sometimes be very intertwined, just like in the What She Makes campaign, you are kind of taking civic action, um, but as a consumer, which is really interesting. Now, if you are a young person who is not particularly interested in or engaged in politics, I will leave a link to an article that was written by Georgia, one of our Solutions Media writers, in uh, the episode notes below. Her article was all about uh, young people having their political opinion heard, and I'll share some of the key points from this article. She said that by ignoring issues that youth care about, the current government has done itself a major disservice and youth engagement in politics can send a really strong message to elected officials that they're not doing enough about the issues that matter to young people. Now, by being active in the political space and through meaningful conversations about current political issues, you can actually make yourself heard. So what are some ways you can make your political opinion heard? One unique way is through Twitter hashtags. The traditional method of emailing and writing to politicians, uh, more often than not, will lead to a really impersonal, doctored response to your concern. But by calling them out publicly on Twitter, um, it can say a lot more and be a lot more effective um, as a way of you exposing them in a public space. You could also chat with your local member. Meeting up with politicians in person is a great way of getting your voice heard because they can't avoid your questions. It might seem intimidating at first, but your local member will probably be more than happy to find out exactly how they can secure your vote in the next election. You can also meet up with your politicians at stalls at events like markets or community forums and other community events. Sometimes they have pop-up offices where locals can just chat with them over a coffee at a local cafe and the issues that matter to them. You could also join a political party. This strategy is not for everyone, but joining a political party is an excellent way of making change from the inside. Political parties involve their members in the process of determining where they stand on political issues. So if you join a party, you'll probably have greater power to show them what current issues are important to you, and you can have them discussed about behind closed doors at their meetings. Now, you could also do polls and surveys. Political parties frequently run surveys to find out what their supporters want from them. And this is a great opportunity to get your voice heard and shine a light on issues that matter to you and your community. Finally, you could engage in friendly debate with your friends and family members. And by chatting to your friends and family, you can see where they stand on issues that matter to you and you can offer your opinion. You can both learn from each other and learn something new. It's important not to be aggressive or shut people out because this can really close off the potential for more conversations in the future. But engaging in these discussions with people from all sides of the political spectrum will allow people to learn from each other and challenge their own views. Meaningful conversations and storytelling is really one of the keys to promoting a more empathetic political view for everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Changemaker Q&A. If you have a question about changing the world that you'd like me to answer, just head to humanitarianchangemakers.net forward slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review so that we can get the word out and equip and empower as many young people as we can to change the world. 
The Humanitarian Changemakers Network is a solutions media and education platform, so feel free to head to our website for plenty more news and resources to help you make change happen.